Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bengal and Lee Bettis. And good morning, New Bern. It is Friday. Happy Friday. And once again, it's time for City Talk with Lee and Sabrina. My favorite thing to do every Friday morning. What I wanna, else would you be doing on a Friday morning? I, probably sleeping, maybe. Uh, but I want to say good morning to well, my morning co-host, to Lee Bettis. I missed you terribly last week, I but we did it. We had, a, we had a good show. <laughs> oh, the, the world survived when I went to yeah. San Antonio? Yeah, but you were in San Antonio. I told everybody it was a great trip from my understanding. That's uh, right. We got along and, just uh, well without you. Really, meaning, a meaningful good trip. Mean, mean producer. <laughs> we love you, uh, Lee. No, it was, a, it was more of a pilgrimage. I'll talk about it later. But it was it was more of a pilgrimage than a than a trip, and it it, it what that what San Antonio showed me was uh, God is alive and well and working in our lives. He is. He and it is. also showed me that we're down there. They closed the Alamo. You know why? Why? Somebody, a group of people tried attacking it. Are you that serious right now? Yeah, you know, it's like look. The last time they, a group of people attacked it, obviously they overran it and they took it. But we took it back, and you don't attack the Alamo in Texas. You're just not doing it. Well, it didn't go well. You know, it, have you been there before? I remember the Alamo. You do. <laughs> <laughs> You're a horrible human sometimes. It's a very, um, <laughs> it's awe-inspiring. You know that when I went in there, it was like, it, it has such a a big presence as far as the history, and then you see this little building surrounded by a city. And then you walk in it, in it, and then it's almost like you feel in your soul what happened there. It's it's really eerie when you walk in there. It was kind of, you know, I had to step back for a minute, but I'm glad I was able to be there and see it. Yeah, we couldn't get in. The whole thing was closed down. Yeah. Well, you, you had a good weekend. Well, it's, you know, Newburn still rocking along, going along, and I'm so glad that everybody is uh, joining us this morning. A lot of people, you know, we we never get right at 8 o'clock, so you know, give, or yeah, take, give us a few minutes. No, it's not Charles. It's me and you, and what? we're slow on Friday morning. Hi, so. Besides, you want everybody to have a nice little countdown. They want to have a chance to get that delicious baker's yeah, kitchen coffee. Yeah, get your cup coffee of coffee. And, you know, do what you have to coming. do. Um, Barbara, you came, you saw, and you left. So good morning. I hope you have a great, great day. Um, had a meeting Tuesday night, so you uh, know we're a gonna board, a board meeting. We're gonna talk a lot about what's going on in New Bern. Talk about some things, not Is, talk about some things. What talk about what's coming what, up. What aren't we gonna talk about, <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina Bengal? What are we not going to talk about? No, we're, we, you know, Newburn. This is How a, Charles. This That's is a great depth. community. Let me tell you something. This I've is a great community that I am beyond honored to serve and work with. But it, these are very, very trying times. I'm, I'm going to tell you that it's difficult. You know, you've got one side screaming, you're not saying anything. You got another side screaming, don't say anything. <laughs> you've got, you know, um, it, it's just that feeling of anxiousness when you walk out on, you know, into the community and. Uh, to be honest, I, I just don't like that. I just want to do my job. And I, me personally, I rather let my actions speak louder than my words. You know, I can sit up there all day long and say, I believe in this. I want to do this. I want to do that. But it's your actions. And so I try to come to the meetings prepared, uh, know my subject, and um, work with the citizens in the community to get things done and make it a better community. So if there's an issue or a concern, Give me a call. Don't send me a hate email. Don't demand something, but let's just sit down and talk about it and see how we can resolve. And all week long, I've been busy trying to resolve issues. So it's, what, you know, what, it's been a what, busy what week. What are some of the issues? Well, we have, we have a lot going on now. We, we had a meeting on Tuesday night, rather lengthy meeting. We had three public hearings 
on Tuesday night. Three. Did the public show up for them? They did. We had a, as a matter of fact, a lot of times when we have public hearings on issues, um, nobody shows, as you know, and you know, and you open up. it and you close it. So this time we had three public hearings with a lot of public comment. So, of course, it's their opportunity to get out. They were all three rezonings and all three the same, rezoning from a residential zoning to a commercial zoning. And initially, all three were denied. But then we had a little interesting incident in that um, <laughs> Diane says, Lee, don't get her started. She is somewhat in pain emotionally. Italians are very passionate people. I know, <laughs> you I'm ain't Italian. seen nothing yet, Diane. And Steve says it's all your fault anyway. Um, but anyway, uh, so we had three decisions, three decisions to deny um, the change of zoning. So interestingly enough, and, it, and you have to pay attention. This is all about paying attention and being prepared. When you are doing a zoning um, ordinance or you're a, a change in zoning, you vote for either it to be consistent, and when it's consistent, it means it's consistent with the rules so the change is allowed, or it's inconsistent with the zoning and the change is not allowed. Okay, so does that make sense to everybody? Mm -hmm. Consistent means change. Inconsistent means no change. So on the, on the first one, the motion's made, and the motion's made that it is inconsistent. That's the motion. I second it. Alderman Best made the motion. Um, and we went and we voted, and the vote ended up being four to three. So four to three that it was inconsistent, Okay done over. After the vote, there was some confusion. Uh, one of the aldermen said, wait a minute, aren't we going to vote now to approve it? And, oh, and so what'd you tell Johnny Ray? <laughs> no, it was, it was not. It was Alderman Harris. Oh. She said, are, are you going to vote to approve it? The city attorney said, no, we've already voted. The vote was inconsistent. Thank you. So the, the um, issue dies and we move on to the next agenda item. And, and Alderman Astor said, well, wait a minute, I don't know if I voted correctly. And again, it was explained by the city attorney. He said, this is how you vote. This is the issue. It's inconsistent. He voted no. He said, your vote is correct. You, you wanted it to change, so your vote is correct. City attorney says, any other questions? You can watch the tape. Go back and watch the tape. Uh, nobody said anything. Okay, move on. Next public hearing. Same issue. Again, the motion was made to find it inconsistent. Again, the votes were made. And everybody, no issues, no problems, it, it passed, okay? The third one, we switched a little bit, and the motion was made to find it consistent with the change. And it was voted down. So in that case, I voted no because I didn't want the zoning to change. I wanted it to stay residential. So my vote was no in that case. And it, it passed, I think, six to, uh, uh, five to two or six to one, something like that. Um, <laughs> done is done, right, Diane? Um, so anyway, we did that, and we decided to take a break. I want to take a break right now. This is hurting my head. So we took a break. When we came back from the break, uh, the mayor says, everybody take your seat. The city attorney comes to the microphone and said, um, fellow members of the board, um, one of the board members has advised me that they, they didn't understand the vote and wants to change their vote on the first rezoning. 
said, excuse me, what? Change their vote? What is this? The vote is done, it's finished, you can't change your vote. So he proceeded to tell us, oh yes he can, that we're in the same meeting, he's brought it to the attention of the board, and so myself and Alderman uh, Best, I mean, we protested very loudly. And so what happened was a motion and a second was made to rescind our vote that happened earlier in the evening. And so we did that. And then they wanted to try to vote, to take a new vote on top of it. But all the, the uh, citizens had left that participated in the public hearing. I just felt that that was the, the least transparent thing we could do. Uh, my colleague, uh, Alderman Harris, agreed as well, even though she voted against the motion. Um, and so it has been tabled for a new vote at our next meeting. I will tell you this, though. Where, where is this? What, what area of the city is this zoning? It's on Zoak Ro uh, Oaks Road. And what um, are they trying to do? Build a McDonald's down there or what? Um, hold on one second. Anytime. Uh, no, they, it's just it was Oaks Road and it was a building. Now, Oaks Road hasn't always been part of the city. It was probably annexed into the city maybe late 80s, something like that. And so um, what happened was this building had always been a little maybe country store where somebody lived in it. And, uh, you know, country looked like it might have even been a little filling station, something like that, based on the design of it. And it probably had some commercial uses throughout, but everything around it was residential. As you know, if you leave something empty for six months or more, if the use is not there for six months or more, it reverts back to, it, it goes to the zoning of the area. So in essence, when it was annexed into the city, it got a commercial zoning because it was commercial. You can't change it, so it was commercial. And as long as that stayed a commercial enterprise, it stays a commercial zoning. When you stop it, that use for six months or more, it reverts to what the new zoning is. And to the left and to the right, all residential. So, you know, the, and I'll be honest, the citizens came out to speak from that neighborhood, said, we do not want it rezoned. Not one person came in favor of the zoning, not one. So they did not want it rezoned? To, to commercial. They wanted it is somebody, staying. Is somebody trying to put a, like a commercial business in yeah, there? Yeah, they want to put a convenience store. So, you, you know, the issue is that technically we are not allowed to ask what use. There's a list of uses in that zone, and it could be any of the above. But the gentleman that owns it was there, and it is going to be a convenience store. He owns two other stores on that corridor, one at the intersection of Oaks Road and Glen Burnie, and one at the intersection of National and Watson. Oh, like so, those gas stations? Little, yeah, little uh, convenience stores. So, you know, um, the, I, I felt like the citizens spoke, and I'm very strong in that um, when citizens speak to us, you know, I, I, especially about a neighborhood, I try to listen I try to understand, and I really get the facts. So in, in talking to the people in the area, plus the people that came up, I thought it was important to come, uh, to come with that decision. So Diane, you know, was watching the meeting that night, and she's saying, ridiculous, my heart breaks for Oaks Road residents. They were screwed. I hope they come back. Protect your neighborhood. Protect what you have earned. So my concern is when you put a commercial enterprise in something that's all— um, residential, does it devalue your property? You know, 
I, I asked that question. Nobody could give me any statistics, but that was a concern. Well, you know, we're from New York. You got bodegas on every corner. I, I don't. I don't know what kind of bodega this is. I don't know what kind of people it's going it's to attract. I don't know anything about it. Where I'm from, citizens- bodegas aren't good things to have in your neighborhood. Bodegas. Is where, that uh, where I'm from, bodegas yeah, well, is true. not the term you want to be. You want to be have labeled as your store. What. What what does bodega mean? Where you come from? Bodega is the place that traditionally sells a bunch of old products and sells usually weed in the back. Oh no, that's, New York bodegas are like little delis. That's coffee. what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, and and you know, I just uh, so I have some concern about the process. So I will tell you, um, I've been spending the week, of course, doing my homework and research. I've I've talked to the School of Governments. I've talked to our attorney, and it, it's interesting the little lag. So. And, and this involves you. Uh-oh. Um, and it brought back a lot of memories. So oh, this, good God this almighty. Is what do I do This a great conversation. So I, I went the to the School of Governments, and they sent me Robert's Rules of Orders, highlighted that um, only someone who voted in the majority can um, request that a revote be taken. Well, that didn't happen clearly because it was Alderman... Um, Harris, who asked for the vote to be rescinded, and there, you know, it says once the presiding officer has announced the outcome of the vote, you, if you don't change it immediately, you shouldn't be able to change it. So all this. So I said, oh, bingo, here it is. We got it. So talked to our city attorney and found out that we never adopted Robert's Rules of Order, if you remember. We had we tried Prof- Professor Fleming come in, so we have our own rules of governance, but are, are much simpler. We decided that Robert's rules were too onerous, it was too much, and something very simple. Therefore, we don't follow that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, so it was funny because I called your name. I said, oh, Lee, you screwed me here. You know? Oh, jeez. <laughs> but so we, we have our own, you know, rules of governance, rules of order, and, and they're just not as defined, so it's a little broader. So it, it did allow for that. But what I think I found through the School of Government is that we, we should do the process again. So we should have another public hearing, let the citizens speak again. Even though we probably know the outcome of the vote, it doesn't matter. I think the citizens deserve this. I think the citizens deserve to call everybody and talk to them um, and all of the rest of the aldermen and try – to state their case directly to the alderman. So um, it, it was interesting that I, mean, I had that, a headache is, when I got home. But that isn't, that isn't Jamie's ward. So what dog does she have in that fight? No, but, you know, it's we all have to vote on each other's wards. Yeah, but it, so you have to educate yourself. And, you know, why she, wouldn't you just go with what she the felt people, that it, it shouldn't matter what's going there. She felt that the reason the people were upset is because it was a convenience store. If, if it didn't, she didn't know what happened, she might have listened maybe a little more or agreed. I'm not sure, but that's her stance. I, I'm okay with that. She clearly stated her position, and I'm okay with that. The alderman of the ward is, is Alderman Barbara Best, and um, I agreed with her in talking to the neighbors, and our two wards kind of butt up uh, to one another. We, we connect, and so um, I, I get that, and I understand the neighbors in that area and felt very strongly that this sh- the zoning should not be changed. But you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just and, you know, and uh, um, let's see. So the vote, you know, for not to change, to be inconsistent, was myself, the mayor, Alderman Best, and Alderman Kinsey. 
and um, Alderman Kinsey decided to change his vote. And so that's how it came back. So therefore, it, it, it flipped it. But we didn't, we have not taken a final vote on it. I, I, I'm just concerned. So what happens going forward? So anytime we take a vote, we say, ah, I want a break. Do over, do <laughs> And you over. go in and you huddle and you go, hey, you know, can I change your vote? Will you vote this way? If you do this, I'll do that. I mean, I just don't think that's good governing. I don't, I think of a vote taken, the gavel things, it's over. Now, understanding, as you and I both know, if any alderman wants to put a topic back on the table, they can put a topic back on the table at a future meeting. And, and so... Do over, do over, do over. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody wants to see you. Rob says, I want to see Charles. You're not putting your picture up there. Charles. Hi, Rob. Here. Well, uh, he's topless right now. He's back. I don't know. Everybody that's listening out there now, I'd be curious what you think. Do you believe it should be a do-over? Do you believe that we should just, sorry, he uh, he voted incorrectly and should be given that? Um, no, you know. this isn't this isn't a backlot football. There are no do-overs. Well, now here's I have a question though. Sure. The the way this always goes, and I know people are like Charles is talking. We want to hear. We want to see Charles. The way this goes. These rules of order, the things that, that this whole process, this whole I don't like my vote, I wasn't sure about my vote, shouldn't that have been approached beforehand? Like, shouldn't totally. everybody have understood the process? I mean, what is it? Wait, wait, wait. This is the last year of a four-year term. No, it's not. We still have another year. We so have we got eight, 18 months. 18 months. So we got a year and a half left in this. I would think that after two and a half, almost three years... Wouldn't, this wouldn't be the time to be worried or hung up on process and procedure, right? I would think people would understand how this works. Especially if you're an alderman in your third term, so approaching 12 years. Damn. So was it just he wanted to change his vote? Like yes, he, just he said decided... he didn't understand. He thought he was voting for the change by voting yes. Uh, well, I know uh, alderman But But can't... what I don't understand, <laughs> again, go... Um, Go to the tape. Watch the tape. Um, it's uh, item number six. If you go to the City of New Bern web page, you go under Alderman, and it'll say watch CTV3, and you can click on it. It's item number six, part one, and it's about a minute 26 or 28 where the vote's made. Um, and, you know, it moves along, and, and the uh, city attorney gets up after Alderman Harris and Alderman Astor questioned their vote. He said, and he explained what the vote meant. He explained it. So that's what upsets me. That's what upsets me. Y you vote. So, it's a card laid as a card played. That's it. I, you know, um, so I just... I feel that if you're not up to speed or whatever, understanding that sometimes we make a mistake, but that mistake should said, whoa, whoa, everybody. I'm, you know, at that point, after the attorney explained it, after Alderman Astor and Alderman Harris questioned their vote, speak up and say something. Don't wait till we have a break, huddle, come back. That just, that is not good business. That no, is no, not it's, good it's, business. No, it seems suspicious. Well, uh, suspicious or not, I don't think that's good. I don't so think that's good representation. This was the June twenty third meeting. What happened? It says TV, Apple TV on the screen. Oh, it shouldn't. It does. Oh, well, <laughs> it's because I just switched the. I'm showing the. Not uh, be able to, but I'm Diane tells us yes. The citizens. Um, 
Oh, that's interesting. Um, the people who live there, I hope the next meeting is packed to the rafters like we did when a developer tried to put over 150, 1,300 square foot slab houses across the street from Park Avenue. So, um, you know, you do have to get there. But yeah, right there, you go to the Board of Aldermen June 23rd meeting, and then from there, um, you go. But, you know, let me tell you this. So if the vote happens again and it's changed, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to try to work with the citizens and the property owner. I'll tell you what I think. Maybe the citizens buy the property and, and get it out of his hands and then can control it better. But we, we got we got to find the win-win here. Wait, there's, there, there's the customary collusion comment from yes. Peter. <laughs> collusion! <laughs> or you could just do like they do in Seattle. Just go and take it hostage and, and, uh, and set and, up and be colorful a chop. tents. And yeah. be a chop? Yeah. Oh, man. The citizens of Oak Road setting up uh, tents over there. It's a... It's a but, so I, I have concerns. You know, like I said, maybe we should change other votes. You know, I want to go back and... Now, what uh, the city attorney did say is, you know, he didn't want the... Me he said it's better to do it within the context of the meeting not being adjourned versus if the meeting adjourned and then you called up in the middle of the week and said, you know, my vote wasn't really what I want it to be. I want to do over. He said that would kind of be sketchy, but because we were in the same meeting, regardless of the fact, if we had never had the break, I truly believe, had we not had that break, it would, it, there would have been no question. No, I mean, the whole thing seemed, and I, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It just seems a little uh, a little sketchy to me as yeah, well. Yeah, and I just don't Collusion. like that process. Either Collusion. You, either, either you're prepared when you go in there and know, and you ask questions. Because, again, it is confusing. I think I asked um, when the motion was made, or some, I said, okay, let me be perfectly clear. Your motion is to do this, this, and this. And I asked that question. And that's the idea if you are not sure. For a moment. But again, after the vote was taken, then you're still not sure you ask a question. You don't wait to go to the next agenda item Come or up. the next agenda item. So Come that was... Kinsey, you voted wrong. <laughs> Comrade Kinsey. <laughs> yes, Mr. Putin, I'm sorry. Go tell them you forgot you didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> Is that the kind of collusion? Um, Randy's you. asking, who did the alderman talk to on the break? So there... there wasn't me, Vladimir Putin, I tell you that much. <laughs> You know, and um, I'm going to tell you this because, um, you know, I tried to get the camera, so I asked about the, the video that we take. And, of course, when we go on break, the sign comes up and it says, um, you know, Alderman meeting will be back shortly. So the cameras are shut off at that point. I've, I've tried to uh, find the tape. But um, there was some talking going on between some of the aldermen and uh, the gentleman that owns the property uh, that was trying to have it uh, rezoned. So, and, and you know, it's, uh, I just, I think what happened is they said, I can't, you know, probably to Alderman Kinsey, I can't believe you voted that way. Why would you vote that way? I thought you were going to vote to support this. And I guess maybe that's when he realized his vote was wrong. I don't know. I still say the motion was taken, it was seconded, it was voted on, there were questions directly after the vote, no statements, we went on to the next item for, with the same motion, with the same votes, no question, third item, take a break, and now we have a problem. Eh, it, it, it's concerning to me whether we have rules to protect that, not protect that, whatever, it 
concerns me. So it's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Max Max Oglesby's in the comment section. Says we we revoting on stuff now. Yeah, I guess. I if bet you he would want some revotes. Uh, but uh, I will I will say this for our uh, you know our next meeting is I think July fourteenth for Bastille Day. If that's our uh, first meeting, so. And good morning, Bryant. We are, uh, you know, Nashville. I'm pushing for us to have a uh, full-blown public hearing, restart the process, because anything else is not fair. Well, now... In my gonna... estimation. Hey, and I've been wrong before, so... Now you're going to have to have the public hearing, but everybody's going to have to wear a mask. Is this? What is this that I'm seeing? Charles, isn't that true? Uh-oh. Like, as of today, everybody's going to have to wear a mask? Uh, five o'clock today, the governor's new executive order is that it is gonna, he's going to mandate masks in all public places, and your business, your employees have to wear it and have to enforce the mask regulation. However, the fun portion of it is if you fall into this rather broad group of categories of exemptions, you don't have to wear it, right? But... It's an executive order that is saying you should wear masks in public. And I don't Not know how people should. You are going to. He can't, he, but it's an executive order. Can he really? So, so this is. So I, don't, I don't know, but I don't like it. I don't, I don't think. I, I'm, I've been allergic to masks my entire life. I got a question from somebody. That's a medical, that's a medical issue. You're exempt. You <laughs> are exempt. I'm allergic to masks of all sorts. There's a, uh, what was it? So there was a post that came out almost immediately following all of this that was um, from all of the sheriffs, not only our sheriff who said, you know, I'm not, we're not enforcing that. Craven County Sheriff is not doing that, you know, thanks, Chief Hughes. But then it was, yes, concealed weapon permit holders, you can carry your firearm and wear a mask because that's what people were mostly worried about was, am I committing a felony by covering my face while carrying a concealed weapon? Can you go in and take an unauthorized withdrawal from the bank carrying a concealed weapon? I'm wondering how this mask? is how that's going to go, right? So now we've got face masks that are mandated, right? Or so if I walk in, if I walk in like this, is the bank going to tell me I have to leave with a mask on? They're going to tell me I have to leave? Well, they won't be able to see that you're black if you put on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's jacked up, Lee. Uh, so, Lee, Max, our good friend Max says, Lee, your interjections make this show. Like the soundboard with whimsical sound clips. Y'all need one with just phrases Lee uses all the time. Oh, man, Max, I had one. I had one. I got to pull Lee my Bettis. software soundboard back up. <laughs> Lee Bettis. It's in here. Where is it? Do I have it still loaded? Uh, <laughs> all right, Max, it's going to be 91 hey, my, degrees. My, my brother-in-law just said he's he's going to move down here and, and uh, open up a New York bodega. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Is it going to be one that Charles knows where you sell weed out of the background? Uh, okay, look. I mean, it just where I'm from, that's what we called bodegas. I mean, where are you from? All over. Oh, army wow. brat. Yeah. But, you know, this the whole thing with the mask, so, you know, a governor puts out an executive order, and the reason it, it has to be followed is because, and because people say, well, the legislature. That was think really about hard it. for we you have to say. To wear, we have to wear seatbelts. We ha- we're mandated to do those things because it was a legislative act that was passed and signed by the governor. The reason the governor can do this now without the legislative body acting is because he is, we are in an emergency declaration. And once we are in an emergency declaration, he has the power. He has the power to reach down to the municipalities and take our powers. 
So we can't step in and say, sorry, we're not, we're not going to do what the governor says. Now, in the case of sheriffs, and somebody said, well, how can the sheriffs say this? The sheriffs are elected by the people. They are their own elected body. So they have powers that are different. They are individuals elected by the people. They are not controlled by the governor. They are not controlled by the county. They are its own body. So if, if Sheriff Hughes says we're not enforcing it, that's, he can say we're not enforcing it. Uh-oh. And the rest, of the rest of the sheriffs, they're too busy. I mean, mess with this kind of stuff. So, you know. I'm not wearing a mask. What's, what's our governor's name? I was trying. I was. I was trying not to dis. Oh wait! I was trying not to disturb you with something that I was watching or listening to or otherwise going to be producing. Do, does anybody know who our governor is? <laughs> our governor? Yeah. <laughs> Cooper? We were talking Cooper, about Cooper. Cooper. A right. name not to be mentioned. You oh. know, like uh, on. All right. Uh, somebody, somebody, call him and tell him this is nonsense. And, and I, you know, I'm not, not going to beat up on the guy because look, I'm. You know, I'm I'm an elected official. I get it. Wait. Um, <laughs> he man. I have the power. I have the power. <laughs> he man. That was our governor. That was, no, that was Buddy Bengal's favorite toy growing up. He really? Man. I have the best Buddy Bengal He Man story for another show. Oh. The best in the whole world. But so, no, that actually was our governor. I think wasn't uh, it? It was. That was a so, quote from so our Randy, governor's website. So Randy Foster is asking, "Are city police enforcing it?" So Randy, here's here's the issue again too, because we are different than the sheriff. What happens is. If, if our police department gets a complaint, just as when we got complaints about people's businesses that were open during the shutdown, um, they have to go and investigate. They do have to do Good. that. Good, we've got the money for claim, that. They have to investigate. Now, what we think, what we think, you know, this will happen is the police will be there with a, a nice handout that says, look, this is what the governor says. We need you to, to wear your mask, and we need you to comply. Thank you. Have a nice day. And they're going to educate the people. Now, if somebody, there's another little clause in this executive order that if someone comes into a business not wearing a mask and the owner of the business or the people in the business say, sorry, you can't be here without a mask, and the person says, well, I'm not leaving, I'm not wearing a mask, that is considered trespassing, and you can call the police and have them arrested for trespassing. Not for face mask violation, but for trespassing. Face masking, face masking, <laughs> 15 yards. So that's, that's, and you know, again, there's so many other things going on, and I, I, I get the whole bit. I understand about protecting people, um, and I understand about, Hold on, you just, before the show, you read off the statistics. What, what, okay, you so, read so off this the statistics is, these are the latest statistics less than 1%, from, 1%. from Craven County. So these are the latest statistics. So our population in Craven County is 102,139, okay? We have had 328 confirmed cases. Oh, my God. But of the 328 cases, 244 are fully recovered. We have had six that have died, and we should not have had one that died, but we did have six people to die. We have five in the hospital right now. And I understand, I talked to somebody, you know, uh, familiar with the hospital yesterday. They thought it was only three. 
but they're saying five in the hospital now and 78 of those cases are self-isolating and do not need hospitalization. So nine of them were from out-of-state travels, 265 were from direct contact with a positive person. So we can say that 99.67% of Craven County has not gotten COVID-19. Those are just the facts, and they're from the Craven County Health Department. Oy vey. Oy vey. Um, so so less than- those are the numbers, and this was as of yesterday, June 25th. So, um, and we're wearing a mask for this. Hey, it's Megan Johnson. It's Megan. <laughs> Where's Megan Johnson? In the comment section. She says, oh. Good morning, friends. <laughs> Jennifer, bless your heart. Yes, you, you, knew, you knew that Buddy loved He Man. <laughs> <laughs> my good, my good friend Jennifer. Who, oh, Many on. a day, ba- babysat for us. And he man's, he man's. I'm gonna love picking on him now. Now every time I'm gonna get a he man doll and just carry it around. And every time, every well, time I, he does I, a video, I'll do a whole show on Buddy Bangle. We will, <laughs> yes. we will be rolling. Um, yes. So, so Bryant is asking us any info on the ages of those who died. Of course, you have to understand that HIPAA doesn't allow information like that to be shared. I'll tell you, I, Brian, they're all old. No, I, I mean, I, I think we I'm had... I'm making that up, I don't know. From my understanding, though, is that all of them had, um, you know, other uh, other issues, underlying issues. So... What does that even mean? I think it's, you know, if you're asthmatic or you're diabetic or other things that would have made you sick regardless. And then this on top of it is what um, led to the death. So... Um, so Elizabeth said, what are we doing to help the elderly in nursing homes? So, you know, Elizabeth, I am not the expert on this. I'm just reading information, uh, but hopefully they are quarantining these people, checking them, um, you know, testing them. I think everybody in a nursing home should be tested on a regular basis to make sure that if you, somebody has contracted they can immediately be isolated and everything like that so they are they are quarantining them i was talking because we're trying to get find a, a nursing home for someone right now they are quarantining them and one of the big problems is loneliness over there yeah um, terrible the loneliness and depression they can't see their families and i mean at, at what point do you do the 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 cost benefit i was you listen to dr fauci and he says you know we're we're saving some lives with this with with the quarantining but we're actually hurting a lot of people yeah. with the quarantining. Right. So uh, just we an just update. Had a... So my, my hospital connection says four people are currently in the hospital and none of them are on ventilators. So we're, we're very blessed and thankful for that. Um, but again, you know, I'm... Um, so Randy's saying local nursing homes so far virus-free, which I'm very thankful for, and I believe that's from the good care and stewardship of those running those nursing homes. So that's really, really good news. So Megan likes my ECU colors this morning. Thank you, I Megan. I like the little. I like the little flower. Yeah, things. you know. Thank you, Megan. So today is my ECU board of visitors meeting, and and we're doing it virtually. So I'm so glad I don't have to get in the car. Charles, drive. Do, we, do they get um, city talk in heaven? They should. All right. Hey, mom. Happy birthday. Uh, Her birthday was two days ago. (laughs) Happy birthday, mom. We got her a carrot cake. So pretty sure um, Eddie's watching from up there. Oh, Eddie's sitting right here. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Tammy says, "I know at Bayview they did not allow guests, and new patients are tested and isolated for 14 days. So they are taking a lot into of the good, hole with you, old man. A lot man. of good precautions. I'm too old but to go you know, in the, the hole." The other interesting thing about the face masks, I just have to say this, and you know, this is why this is a joke to me. Okay. 
so if you, um, there's an exemption in the order that says if you have a medical condition. I do. You are exempt from wearing a mask and no one can ask you. So you, if somebody comes up to you and says, you're not wearing a mask and you can say, I got a medical exemption. They can't say, what is it? Do you need, that, do you need a card or something? No. No. Good, good. I got a medical no. exemption. So to me, that that's concerning. You know, you're going to do something, either do it or don't do it. I mean, this is just, it's too broad. It's too crazy. Randy's telling us one third of the local cases are under 30. So maybe that's the 78 that are quarantining at home, uh, Randy. Uh, uh, not sure. But again. Is being ornery a medical condition? Hey, that may I'm ornery. <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> Fair enough. But I think that's... What's your medical condition, sir? I think that's ornery. all... Ornery. You know, and, and let me tell you, these are really trying times. I'm sure all of you out there... Um, let's see. So I'm about, Rand, I'm about sick of Randy, this our stats are skewed by the recent cluster, which appeared to have been a younger population. Um, I believe that may be correct, Randy, and I think it was a population of a, a cultural cluster so that... People that live together and were of the same background and live and work together. I think that's how it, it kind of ran through those families. Um, so Elizabeth wants to know, is claustrophobic a condition? Absolutely. Abs no doubt about it. Absolutely. Claustrophobic? Claustrophobic. Oh, claustrophobic. claustrophobic. I can't. I can't. Look, just do, the, just do the stuff that you know. Wash your hands. Uh, sneeze into your whatever. Don't touch your eyes. And cut down on your bat wing intake. Those right. bat wings are will cause COVID apparently. But they're right. delicious. It's the they are no. I haven't had a breakfast. bat wing since this COVID thing started. <laughs> <laughs> so we are. Mm. I you know. Bat wings all around. We're talking about all the good things that are happening in New Bern. Um, I think is somebody coming in the door. Yeah, if I can get them off the phone. So um, we're gonna we're gonna welcome a guest here in a minute and. Um, Hey, Google, how do you cook a bat wing? You don't. Sorry, I don't know how that's done. <laughs> gotcha, Google. <laughs> we good? Hey. Some brain you are, Google. So, again, in, in talking about what's going on in the city and all the, the good things, and believe it, for all this stuff we are talking about Oh, we about got fireworks today, coming up. We do have fireworks coming up on the 4th of July. They're going to be shot from uh, Lawson Creek Park. And you have to either stay in your car or stay around the car. And uh, you can watch it from the railings uh, along the river. And you must social, or we're asking you to please social distance, um, wear your masks, I guess, and do all that kind of good stuff. But I'm so glad that we, uh, you know, have got together to do this. Anyway, Randy Foster says bat wings are a little too fleshy for him. Well, yeah, so, I mean, depends on how you spice them up, yes. Randy. Yes, Megan, the streets are going to be closed tonight. Lined so with out, blood. Outdoor dining is on for tonight. Outdoor dining. And it'll be 91 degrees and 69 will be your low tonight. Yeah, okay, great. Thank you. You get all the, you get all the weather, latest weather forecasts here. So I want to I wanna welcome to City Talk uh, Curtis Stewart. 
Good morning, Curtis. And Curtis, I don't know, is your title like director of the Omega Center or what? The man in charge. Give us your title. You are the president. Okay. Uh, He is the president of the Omega Center. And a little background, the Omega Center was originally the uh, Cedar Street Recreation Center for the city of New Bern. It was also the athletic gym for the uh, West Street School, Mm -hmm. which was... Uh, back in the days of segregation, uh, the the black school, and uh, that is where they played their games. Of course, many people remember uh, seeing Walt Bellamy play in that gym, and uh, it was it was a, a really a hub for the community there. Uh, of course, uh, after uh, the schools um, were integrated, uh, it was the Cedar Street Recreation Center. Uh, for the city of New Bern, and then, of course, about 45 years ago in the 70s, I believe it was, Stanley White Recreation Center was built. And then um, the city of New Bern had it for a while, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure, do you know in what year that we, we deeded it to the Omegas? 1991, I believe it okay. was. I'm sorry, 1999, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah, yeah. so in 1999, it was deeded mm-hmm. to the Omegas, mm-hmm. and somebody said, well, what's an Omega? Yeah. <laughs> so tell everybody, you know, who the Omegas are. Yeah, so the the Omegas are a Greek organization uh, that's uh, nationally known, uh, established in 1911, uh, and we are a fraternity, a part of the Divine Nine. Uh, I happen to pledge at North Carolina Central University, and uh, yeah, we're just a, a Greek organization that uh, is built on manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and uplift, and uh, yeah, I have the great privilege of trying to come in and uh, change the center around a little bit. Uh, I actually I actually lived in the Alpha Phi Alpha house at oh, college. Oh <laughs> Sorry, I did. Sorry to hear that. I got, yeah. I got, I got kicked out of the dorm. So the only place to live, and they, the alphas accepted me, and I had a room in the back. <laughs> That's nice. That's it's good, good to be accepted. It was loud during pledge week. Oh wow! And I got yeah. a lot of looks because I, I didn't fit the demographic for an alpha, but, <laughs> but I was an alpha. I got you. So with the Omegas, you know, how the city deeding this building yeah. over to the Omegas, what, what was the idea in wanting? You know, what did you all want to do? Why did yeah. you want that building? Well, you know, so again, the building was originally built back in 1945 by African Americans from New Bern itself, and uh, that building was. Built, it was blocked up uh, from uh, by Jasper G. Hayes, who was a uh, teacher over at F.R. Daniels. Uh, he allowed F.R. Daniels allowed some African Americans to come over and uh, work with Jasper G. Hayes in building that building up. They built the building to uh, center blocks, got the center blocks up, and I think they wound up getting stuck, didn't have enough money uh, to finish the project, and so they ultimately went to the city for some help. And I think in exchange, the city kind of uh, took over the project at that time uh, and finished the project up. It was then used for African Americans to play um, sports and other recreation activities in that building. Uh, over the years, the gentleman that Jasper G. Hayes, along with several several other Omegas, Mr. Hicks, um, and several of the Omegas here from New Bern, uh, petitioned the city because they wanted their building back. And uh, over time, they rented the building for some time for a dollar, uh, and then in 1999, uh, and don't quote me, I didn't bring my facts, but I'm pretty sure it's 1999, uh, the city ultimately wound up deeding it back to the Omegas, which is a group called New Bern Area Improvement Association. So it's not actually deeded to the Omegas. Uh, we're For legal reasons, we're not able to do that, uh, but it's deeded to New Bern Area Improvement, which I happen to be the president of that organization. Uh, and so it was always the uh, African-American communities who put 
Uh, a lot of folks from around here, uh, mothers and fathers and cousins and sisters, put a lot into that building over the years uh, and getting it to getting it built. Uh, so it's not a target. Just it's not a it's not fair to say it's just the Omegas. I think it was community at large that helped put a lot into that building for sure. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's been a mainstay in the community for yeah. many years. People know where it is. They recognize it. So let's fast forward to uh, yeah. 2018. Yeah. And we have the, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the uh, hurricane of yeah. of the century, of two Hopefully. centuries. Uh, really crazy. And, um, of course, Stanley White is is destroyed and, you know, flooded. And Did the Omega Center get flooded? No, we did no, not you, get flooded. You guys are high and dry yeah. there. Yeah, so actually I took over the building in 2017, and kind of the transition with that was uh, some of the local Omegas here, I've been, in, you know, there with my teachers or principals, et cetera, and have had relationships with them for years, even before I was uh, became an Omega. Uh, and they kind of had reached out to me and hoped that, I could come in and, and pretty much take over the building for them and work with them uh, on some different situations that we had going on. And so ultimately, um, over time, I agreed to do that. Um, and in 2017, when I when I took over the center, uh, you know, I began to try to, one, the, the building was just not in the best condition when I received it. Uh, and so I really tried to work and put some of my own funds into the electricity was the first thing. And so right. we got that situated. And I started realizing, well, wow, this is quite a bit of money to be spending on this project. And we didn't have the revenue coming in. Our rentals were all over the place. It wasn't a consistent uh, rental pattern or rental rate. Um, and so I started putting together a five-year plan for us to be able to get the building into uh, some a better condition, right? Uh, and then here comes 2018. Was it 2018 the storm came? Mm -hmm. 2018 mm -hmm. the storm comes. Uh, and, you know, it kind of, you know, obviously we re recognize what it's done here. Um, and during that time, I think that I was contacted by the city and yourself and some other folks. I think Julie Rogers we work with. Uh, and we partnered with RCS in uh, beginning to do the food distribution for the right. city. That was food, clothing. It was, food it, was a, clothing. it was a distribution center, absolutely, Cor for people in need from all of the community. Correct. And it really sh shined a light on the Mega Center, and that's really when I, I got to know you and mm -hmm. um, w understanding that we needed to have some resources for the community with mm -hmm. Stanley White being out. So mm -hmm. we uh, embarked on a, a partnership mm -hmm. and decided that the city would lease the Omega Center to put their programs in, recreation right. programs, until we resolved the Stanley White issue. Right. So I think let's just give it a little bit more background on that so people are clear. Uh, so during that transition, we were doing RCS and we were doing the food distribution, clothes distribution, et cetera. Uh, and just to give credit where credit is due, uh, Jamisha started that conversation and said, hey, Kurt, you know, look, you should really talk to Sabrina. And we're talking Alderman Harris. Alderman Harris. I call it Jamisha. Yeah, so, that's uh, fine. You know, uh, Jamisha said, hey, start the conversation with Sabrina. It's her ward. This may be a good temporary spot to be able to hold some programs or we figure out what we're going to do with Stanley White. So you and I started that conversation back in 2018. Right. Uh, and over time, it's manifested and some, some positive things have come out of it. So we worked the details out. And the bottom line to the details were – uh, the amount of money that the city was willing to lease the building for was for a three-year period at $85,000, right? And so the $85,000, my request from the city was, hey, instead of giving us that $85,000, help us put the improvement into this, this building that we need. You guys can't use it if it's not 
up to code. Right. So help us do and that. And so in exchange, the city has used their resources to help us get the building up to par. Uh, we had about, I say a good 15 core items that we wanted to get fixed from the roof to the floor to a parking lot to the bathrooms um, to we had, we in, in that process, we learned that we had over 200 bats in the building. <laughs> they were your uh, bat wings. They, they had bats. And it was just a... Uh, Eating bats or looking bats? No, real bats. I mean, real bats. It was so, bad. In exchange, bats. it was Them just kind of... bats. Yeah. Eating bats. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in exchange, we just kind of said, Chicken hey, of the tree. Let's use this money and let's put it back in the building. And we obviously recognize that it was going to cost more than $85,000 to really do that work. I think the city, and I appreciate the aldermen, all the aldermen and yourself, taking the charge to help us get that done. Uh, and, and ultimately, what we were able to do is get that building refurbished and, and, and remodeled. Right. Uh, and so uh, now, as it states now, we have that three-year lease with the city. I think we're going and about to go in. You guys just got in it probably right. in, uh, a couple weeks ago. Right, right. Finally um, got in there, and COVID yep. kind of pushed yep. us back a while, yep. but now we are hosting our, our day camps yep. are there. Yep. Uh, Foster Hughes, our Parks and Recreation Director, has a team of employees there mm-hmm. and lots of things going on. So, so for the we next bas- three years, it's going to be a city building. Well, I mean... Well, we, I wouldn't say, so, so what our agreement is, is Monday through Thursday from 8 to 6, uh, the city uses the building. Okay? Oh. From 8 from eight p.m. I'm sorry, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. They run their programs out of there. Uh, most of our rentals are usually after the 5 o'clock hour. We have certain groups that come in and rent a, a conference room for us or use a conference room. Uh, and then the majority of our rentals are on the weekends. So like weddings and stuff? Weddings. Uh, we do a lot of consentieras. Yeah, we do funerals, community events. We do quite a bit there. Um, but ultimately, they're only there uh, about four days a week. Right. Yeah. So, so Randy Foster says he was there for Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. It was much improved from when I was first there in t- 2009. So Man. it's just you walk in there and it's just amazing. It is really good. And, that, and that's credit to, to Matt Montaigne and his crew. Uh, Norm, I know he's no longer with the city, but he did a great job. Yeah, we just uh, have great employees. Great, really great employees. But, but, I, but, but it's important, you know, I, to have that conversation with Matt and being able to call him and him getting things done for us. It's been really, really good. Uh, and then we, you know, there were some things that were subbed out to some individuals. And at the end of the day, we were able to get the project done. And I'm, and I'm happy. And, and, and ultimately, it's for the community. I know right. I take a lot of a lot of hits for uh, the changes that I've made. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes change just really has to happen. You, you, oh you take hits. Oh my! If oh you my, make a change, oh you're going to take a hit. Oh my! Oh my! That doesn't oh make my. any sense I, I, at I, all. I, oh my! I get drugged. That up. actually happens. Oh my! So I get a lot of uh, a lot of negative feedback, you know. But I think as people recognize what I'm trying to do and what we're trying to do as an organization, uh, I think they'll to to, to be more willing. To understand what we're trying to do, right. you know, we, we, we have to have, and, and ultimately this is a community center, okay? And so what we like to try to do is if you're doing a nonprofit event or if you're a nonprofit, you're doing a community event, you're doing something to assist the community at large, uh, and you're coming in there and you're not charging, charging. a fee, <laughs> then we're more willing to work with you and not charge you a fee. But if you're coming in there and you're throwing a party, uh, your birthday party, your private party, and you're going from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock in the morning, then there's certain things I have to put in place. We're going to have to charge you a fee. We're going to have to make you get security. We're going to have to make you pay for the police. And so some people don't necessarily like that because they've been able to kind of cut the corners on that. Uh, but to keep everything systematically for us, that's just the best way to do it. Right. Uh, but we are willing, and, and I hope people can hear this, we are willing and we want to work with other community organizations. And so if you're a nonprofit or you have 
a community organization that you're trying to reach back to uh, the citizens of New Bern, we're all for helping you out. So How do they contact you? Uh, 252-820-1077. And that is on the door as well uh, at the center. But again, it's 252-820-1077. There are forms there on the door that people can grab. A, do you have uh, a website? Or? So we're in the process of getting our website straight now. We do have a Facebook page that we'll launch here in the next couple of weeks. But we're, those are some of the things that, that, that need to get put in place. You know, obviously the um, the the phone. I'm sorry, the phone. My phone's ringing. <laughs> uh, um, we do need a phone. When, when is it not ringing? <laughs> yeah, we do need a phone too. But um, no, just getting the Facebook and uh, and, and tag the website intact. But we do have a process. So what we ask people to do is fill out a facility request form. Uh, that facility request form then gets turned in by email or dropped in the box, or you can send it back and email it to us. Uh, and I said email, but it's all these three things are on the form itself uh, in order to be able to turn that form in. We look at the the request. We kind of look at what you're looking for? Do you need chairs? Do you need this with the time operation? What type of event you're having? Uh, and then we quote you a price based off of that. And so depending on the amount of time that you're in there and then what the event is itself. And so if it's going to cost us resources, you know, again, going to two o'clock in the morning, I've agreed with the chief that, you know, hey, we recognize that we may need, you know, to have an officer or two out there. And so if it's that type of party, then we have to do that. And again, if it's a community event and you're doing it during the day. Such as Juneteenth was in there. Juneteenth. Juneteenth, it wound up being a very good event. In fact, we have something going on today uh, with Pastor Strayhorn and Miss Barbara Lee from four to six. And that's an event, you know, that obviously doesn't require us to hire security for that. But oh, that Winster, he can he can work them up. Yeah, man. But it's, there, there are certain things that we have to do. But, you know, just as a, as a general note, you know, I, I'm very willing to work with anybody in regards to that building. I know there's some different rumors that go around and gossip. Uh, I'm very approachable. If you have questions in regards to that, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I do get a, you know, I, I do prefer for people. I, you know, I'm from New Bern. I've been here all my life. Um, I do prefer for people to go through the process because that keeps me out of the middle of, you know, favoritism or whatever the right. case may be. And sometimes people get a little aggravated. You know, my. So aunt, how how did you guys pick three years for the lease? Is that when we expect Stanley White to be up? In Three years? Well, I mean, it was an, it, it, it was a variable of numbers. Yeah. So you know, we, it, it was several different things that came up. Square footage, what the square footage normally costs, uh, some of these things, and it's nine o'clock. So hey, yeah. there, no, no, I, there's a guy in a black dress waiting for me over the. <laughs> I don't judge. This is what he likes to wear. I don't judge. But but in the in the bottom line, and closing this thing out is uh, again. Sabrina can stay in top. Yeah. Appreciate you. Guys. Guys. Gets mad. Love you. You're on Love your own it. next week. And, uh, <laughs> da, da, da. Okay. and closing this thing out is, uh, you know, listen, the, the center is there for people to use. It is there in the African-American community uh, in which I was raised in, and uh, we want to work with people. Uh, but, again, we just have to do things in a certain manner, and sometimes change is not all bad. And right. so that's kind of what's happened. But I think that people have begun to see uh, some pro some production uh, and be able to see kind of what we're doing. And, again, you know, we have people call all the time, hey, we got a funeral that's happening we didn't expect this death. We don't have a place to go. Can we have the funeral there? We don't have a budget. Of course you can. Uh, we have situations where we have people that, you know, want to have a two-year-old's birthday party. You know, mom may not have the budget for uh, to rent the facility out. And, you know, maybe she's short. We're going to do things like that. So right. people need to understand that. Well, the Omegas are a service organization. 100%, that is 100%, your mission is 100%, to serve your community. 100%. And this building is there. And that's 100%. why I, I felt very led to work with you and get this done because it's an asset that the community needs 100%. and I think it, it's been a good thing. So because we're we're coming on the end of, of our time here, um, it, it does speak to the fact that Stanley White is still out. And Stanley White has been a 
controversial issue here in our community for the last couple of years. But um, And I did say we were going to talk about it. But what I'd like to do is on Tuesday, June the 30th, uh, there will be a meeting of the Stanley White Recreation Center Committee, mm -hmm. Advisory Committee, that was um, voted on by the Board of Aldermen. Alderman mm -hmm. Harris, that is her ward, mm -hmm. uh, brought it forward. It was agreed upon. And they will have their first meeting, 6 o'clock, Tuesday evening at City Hall. Mm -hmm. It is open to the public. And I feel like out of respect for that group, out of respect for Alderman Harris, let that group meet. Mm -hmm. Let's see what's going to come out of there. Mm -hmm. And then we really need to sit at the table and, and talk about it. I want to make sure the public knows. The only thing I do want to stress, and I want to make sure it's out there in the public, that in no way, shape, or form mm -hmm. are we taking recreation out of that community. There mm -hmm. will be a recreation mm -hmm. center in that community, and uh, I want to make sure that the recreation needs are many and not few. So yeah. uh, I think that'll be a good opportunity maybe for you to come back and mm -hmm. speak to this with others sitting at the table, pro mm -hmm. and con about where it is, where it's not, mm -hmm. what amenities we need. But I feel out of respect, um, we should let the committee meet and at least see what their vision may be. I agree 100 percent. And in closing for me. Hey, reach out 252-820-1077. That facility is very nice. Uh, we got over 15,000 square foot there, uh, and we're here to serve. So uh, talk to the source itself uh, versus, you know, what people have to say. Uh, and I'm, I'm very approachable. If you see me, let me know, and uh, we can have a conversation. And I appreciate right. you having me, Sabrina. Hey, I'm always glad to have you here. Uh, I will say that uh, lots going on. The, the streets will be closed tonight. Get out and enjoy all our restaurants in downtown New Bern. Um, also, too, I'm going to take a little vacay, uh, believe it or not. I am going to, to chill out for the next week. I think it's my turn. Um, and so I will not be here next Friday, so I'm going to leave you all to Lee and Charlie. Charles to dun, come up dun, with dun. whatever they want to come up with. I think that's the show where you need to get all his little quips, his soundboard. All of his sound bites. Bites and do that. But um, I hope that everybody has an awesome uh, 4th of July and a great week. Get out. And, you know, I, I say this so many times, y'all, but be kind. We are living in some really troubling times. Um, our good friend, uh, Dr. Greg Murphy, posted something, and it's it's – too long to read right now, but basically what he's saying is be not afraid that um, God never walks away from us. We are a nation under God, indivisible, despite still working for liberty and justice for all. So let us be reminded to be not afraid. We will see a brighter day. Each day is a new opportunity to bring heaven here on earth. Do not let those who seek division divide us any longer. And I couldn't agree any more than that and i think it's a great way to end our show i ho hope you have a great weekend uh hopefully we'll have a little more sunshine than rain thank you curtis appreciate you being here and everybody have a great day and i'll see you on the sidewalks thanks diane <laughs>